Hello everyone, how's it going? This is Azrin here, joined again with, with Colton and Catherine. How are you? Oh good, good. oh good. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> I like I liked Colton's New Year story of going skiing, but actually walking <laughs> instead of skiing. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't make the way. Or couldn't make it all the way down, so I just had to um like the walk of shame for the really steep parts and then but what was funny is i thought i'd have to be walking down but after a while my um shoes just started to ski down so i still was skiing just without the skis <laughs> so you're like skiing on your feet with your skis in your hand yeah essentially with my skis on my back just like in my feet just going down <laughs> hmm. oh, do you awesome. often or i guess how often do you try new things that you're actually over your head, but you don't realize it till you get there. I think those, I was thinking about it while I was falling. I was like, this is probably the first time I've ever like struggled. Str well, I've struggled with like a lot of, you know, new things, but I typically get, but that was like the first time that something was just like way too much for me. I had to take the um, bunny hill like right after to get some practice in because there's no way I was going to learn on that mountain. But yeah, I'd say that was probably the first time that I've struggled that much. Hmm. Well, interesting. Because I, I thought for some reason that you would say that you spend, you spend quite a bit of time doing things that are you've never done and that are over your head. Because I can think of a few different, mm. I can think of at least one other story you've told me where like when you drove to Calgary, like you'd never, you'd just gotten your license and you drove up. Oh, like on the I highway. Did. Like that's, like, that's pretty, like if you just got your license and you only had it for a little while, new car, mm. new license, and you're driving on a highway, like pretty brave. Well, right before I went to Calgary, like I believe maybe a week before I drove down to Bozeman for the first time. And it was the like first time that I drove anywhere with my license. First time I drove by myself. First time I like went on a, trip and it was like mm. the longest I've ever driven because it was about the same distance from um Cup Bank as Calgary is to Cup Bank mm -hmm. they're both four hours and so I got some practice in before I came okay if I didn't then I probably would have crashed or something hmm. <laughs> or even like you uh with uh there's something else you were telling me no, I can't remember what it was. Maybe oh, it's right. perceptional. Like, sorry? Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go on, man. I was going to say even the jobs, like when you were growing up, we talked a couple of weeks mm. back about the jobs that you had. Like, that's a mm. completely new experience. Even when you, when you went on the panel, you, you spoke mm. on a panel. for the. You've never, you never been invited on a panel. You've never spoken on a panel. Which that's time? completely, completely new and novel. Mm. Well, I'd say I do, in cases like that, then I would say I do a lot of new things, try a lot of new experiences that kind of just fall in my lap, like the panel, the um, um, whatever that I find myself doing job-wise or doing experience-wise. Um, but they're still generally like in my my ballpark, like the panel is still, you know, something talking about something that I kind of know a good deal amount or a good deal of, but every now and then I do try to um, push myself in something that I'm not really that good at, like the violin. I'm still, um, I think I got it when I first started working with you uh, my junior year. So it is about two or three years ago. And I still can't play it that well, but I still try it every now and then. Um, but other than that, I reckon it could be experiential. That's what, like, perceptional. Know how we feel, whether we're struggling or not. Because mm -hmm. I think, to me, I don't know, Colton, as if you agree with me, but I think mm -hmm. we're same, like, have same sort of personality in that. Mm -hmm. Uh, that whenever we try something new, we will confidently just like power through it somehow yeah. it's like even even if we haven't done it ever in our lives we're like okay well i i magically learned 
I am mm. now qualified. <laughs> it was yeah. That's precisely and, and then when something because the ski uh thing it kind of reminds me of whenever I go to a dance class or something like that. Mm-hmm. This is probably the only area or sports or dance or I think the worst thing is like the pinnacle of it is if I am forced to go to like a sport uh fitness Zumba class or something like some sort of like a, a sport and dance class at the same time mm-hmm. in a group setting. I think that's the only time where my confidence kind of just disappears and I realize that oh my god, I can't do anything in my life. And that's when I stop and think. Like as you describe your stop and things like, oh my God, I'm really struggling. (laughs) That's interesting because yeah, I've never really been that good at um doing anything kind of like physical, if that makes sense. Well, I could do physical things, but I'm uh like I don't have good balance or coordination. So like dancing, skiing, um anything like around that is just out of my forte. Those are the things that I'd probably. You hunt? Yeah, but I'm not very good at it. I'm pr- um, quite loud and I'm quite noisy, quite slow. And so. Oh. So, yes, but not very well. <laughs> I saw, is that an arrow behind you? Oh, yeah. That's what, that, that's what made me think, of, think to ask you. I saw that. Okay. I was like, oh, I wonder if you hunt. Um, did I ever tell you? about my archery oh tell me tell us oh i thought i did i was in archery for about four five years six years wow this is like my crown accomplishment they had these um things or they're like tubes that um not sure how they worked but they blew out air and kept these ping pong balls just like floating in the air and we had to try to shoot at them and I made it. Been oh, hanging huh. it up ever since, since like seventh grade. <laughs> wow. How far <laughs> I did away? the same. How far oh, were you from the ping pong ball? Um probably about 10 meters. Oh wow. Meters. That's not that far. Uh, well, but it, it's a big deal. Like 10, 10 very large paces. Yeah. Actually, no, but see, no, I meant to to shoot something. Yeah, 10 or 15. Yeah, okay. Is I'm it? Measuring it out in my mind now to think how far mm. that would be. No, though. I mean, well, it's if you're still 12 difficult. or 13, maybe that's. Yeah, I was like 13. Mm-hmm. So it was a big deal back then. And then I just, I don't know, I've just never taken it down. Well, you should. That is a pretty small target to hit a ping pong ball. Yeah. Exactly. It's just quite complicated. Yeah, we did archery back when I was in middle school, too. Or was it middle school? I think it was middle school we did archery. Um, <clears> and I think that sounds about sounds about right. I think we would st- we had those uh, archery target boards, the ones with <laughs> the different colored rings. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we probably stand about that distance away. And it was, now that I'm thinking of it, yeah, it was pretty difficult to hit. Like, if you told me I had to hit, any point on that dartboard that was the size of that ping pong ball you just showed, I probably couldn't have done it. Mm. Like I could hit the board, but I don't know if I'll hit that precise spot, you know? Mm. With archery, it was pretty funny because I don't think I ever really aimed. I just like pulled it back and then hoped for the best. That doesn't surprise me (laughs) one bit. I don't know if it surprised me at all. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's kind of how I do all physical things. Is just one hundred percent true, one hundred percent relatable. Yeah, like take your rifle and start like, all right, ready go. Hit me, think. All right, I got a moose. Woo! Jen, <laughs> <laughs> there, there are people who are really good at that. It's like, and and it's time I go to the arcade mm. or something like that. You can see the people who are genuinely like know how to shoot and even know how the arcades are rigged. In like and then they know so you have to aim a little bit a little bit to the right or to the left so this way you can actually I don't know to get to the to whatever the target and in the way that the rigory doesn't happen or something like that mm-hmm. like for example my fiance my fiance is like that he's like he knows how to shoot 
and in comparison, here's me. I'm just boom, bam. When is your uh, when is your wedding date? Oh, um, we don't to have ask a... you, and I keep forgetting. We don't have a date yet, but it's gonna be next autumn. We do need to figure it out because it's it's gonna be a very international wedding situation. We're going to Denmark, and uh, because it is easier, given the documents issues, because no none of us are from here. First thing first, second thing second. None of us owns a birth certificate because it's back at home and back at each each one the respective homes. And we just we're going to go to Denmark because <laughs> it's much easier. Well, easier. Mm-hmm. You have to prove you are actually a couple. You need to like show pictures or like prove that you live together, share your bank account or like bills and stuff like that. But. We've been living together for a while, so hopefully that <laughs> suffice. Now I have the perfect excuse to t- take pictures because he doesn't really like it. And I was like, well, for the government, let's take pictures <laughs> for the government. Yeah, but it's going to be, thing is, I will know, it's going to be super rushed, but I will know it would take three months in advance because the documents, I will have to calculate the date that I want more or less giving the documents to the to the Danish government, whatever, and they will take three months and they will tell me, now you go, basically, more or less like that. How do you plan all that? So last minute, how do you plan a venue and invite friends? I don't think we're going to have like a big wedding or anything like that. We do want to make one maybe after we have technically been married. So it may take even longer or maybe even never, I don't know. We're kind of both thinking about just going to, because our families most likely are not going to be able to make it. Uh, and uh, we decided to do the ceremony, like the official part where it actually will happen online so that everybody can see it and it's fair and nobody nobody's offended. But uh, then we started to calculate and we would would have had we would oh hello grammar we would have to have uh three weddings well like one for my family one for his family one for our friends here and it's a lot of money so maybe I'm <laughs> not doing that at all so maybe something small funny mm-hmm. enough I am a person who doesn't necessarily dream about a big wedding. Like, I'm not a typical person who wants, like, a big party. When I started planning the wedding, I looked at the restaurants and venues and stuff like that, and it got me so petrified. So I decided, like, well, none of that. We're just doing everything online. And if we can gather a, a little bit of our, like, common people here, do a little celebration, like a dinner, nothing fancy. So it's all going to be... It's not going to be a real wedding. <laughs> As in, it's going to be a real wedding without the whole the wedding thing to it. Because I don't know, I'm not a big fan of that. William neither. Because mm. I don't really like necessarily crowds. I'm very uncomfortable, uh, uncomfortable in crowds. I don't like concerts. I don't like festivals. I don't like anything that's... Like concerts I like as long as I'm on stage. That's <laughs> That's my only requirements so thinking about a gathering of like I don't know 50 60 100 people I just like oh no I don't want to <laughs> weird like that but I already have a photographer in mind hopefully we'll be able to match up the dates in Denmark I have the dress in mind I have like the aesthetic aspect in mind I have like the little virtual invitations in mind little gifts that I'm going to send everybody probably I don't know but still it's going to be very last minute well well I don't think that I if I had a choice because that's unfortunately I don't really have a choice on how it's going to be because of the different countries and documents and stuff but if I had a choice ugh, I don't know if I wanted like a 50 person wedding with like proper ceremony and like proper food mm. and everybody's dressing up well I wouldn't be dressed up obviously because that's the whole point but <laughs> such a 
too much of a hassle i don't know <laughs> when i was a kid i didn't like wearing fancy clothes so i didn't like dress shirts and dress pants and suits and tie any of buttons i didn't like i couldn't do those i was bad at the buttons myself i couldn't understand them then you have to keep it clean because you can't hmm. spill stuff you're very cautious how you move and they're not they're often less comfortable so uh, you got to do your hair and i didn't like it so i used to always say when i was a kid when i get married everyone can wear whatever they want jeans t-shirt <laughs> and i'm just going to wear a jeans and t-shirt my wife if she wants to wear a dress great i'm wearing jeans and t-shirt <laughs> Yeah, you guys can I... wear whatever you want. I don't care. And someone's like, what if I can... I think it was my, I have a memory and I don't know if it's a fake memory, but I think someone in my family asked me, what if I just came naked then? I was like, is that acceptable? I was like, fine. I don't care. Just <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that's, that's a good rule of thumb for the wedding. Because what I see often is like, it's not for the couple, but it's for parents or for the organizer mm. for so the couple doesn't really enjoy their day. And that's kind of sad because everybody, as you say, everybody's so proper and wearing this fancy dress and and nobody can move the way they want. Or it's it's a bit of like, and everything is ceremoniac and official and uh, I don't know. And if that's really you and that's really who you are, you just want to wear jeans. I think that's what should be the truth to the wedding. Mm. I don't know. Colton, do you have the a wedding? wedding? Symbolic, <laughs> though. It's a very yeah. symbolic event. You're, you're prof- you're, well, you're getting married in front of everyone you know, all your friends and not everyone, else, a lot of friends and family. Like it's very, it's symbolic, is it not? So you should, yeah. I don't know if you should dress up per se, but I understand, I do understand why this ceremony, you're dressing up, there's, official proceed a procedure to follow quote unquote mm. there's like I, I understand I think this is a this is something I'm looking forward to but I'm looking like when I'm dreaming about it or whatever I imagine the two of us I don't imagine the the whole thousand million people or something like that I just imagine how like we're going to say the wows we're going to do some sort of uh like the procedure and everything in that but yet again for real for real that's going to happen once and it's that's going to happen in Denmark and that's going to happen in the palace I will still get the experience but since I can't bring like I in my fantasy universe I would have been able to bring my family I guess but since that is not going to happen then I don't care anymore <laughs> so mm. it's like oh well but everybody will be able to watch on live, I guess. I'm not sure. I guess there is going to be like a tripod with a phone <laughs> or something like that. I still, it's funny how I am bad at planning long term because unless I have a deadline, um, I can't really focus enough to like think about the little details. So I'm sure that uh, when we know the date, last three months, I'm just going to be like crazy trying to plan everything last minute. It's like, okay, well, this is going to be that way. And this is going to be that way, but well, we'll see. <laughs> Do you want to get married, Colton? Mm, I'm not sure. I haven't decided yet. I thought for a little bit that I would eventually... And I probably will eventually, but I'm also not really the kind for big old events or anything like that. I think what I would do, I'd probably just find somebody and then just, I don't know, just be married to them in that way. <laughs> like, um, just, what I mean by hey, that is... Want to just here. be married? Yeah, let's just be married. All right. So, let's just be married. <laughs> marriage isn't um the most common it's it's way more common for people to just get together and then just be together for life hmm. like a lot of my grandparents are like yeah we just never got married but they have like a bunch of kids together so i'd imagine hmm. that's how i might do things just forget to get around to it and then just i remember how a bunch like, of kids with someone <laughs> Maybe, probably not, but 
No, you, you can always change as well. Because like my parents, for example, well, uh, my dad is my, I don't know if I've told you guys about it, but like the person that I call my dad is technically not my father because it's my mom's second husband. Well, second husband, so to speak. But like, he's still my dad because I've known him all my life. He raised me. So like, that's my dad. But it's very funny how my mom and my dad uh, haven't been married for 20 years of their relationship. And my mom had like three wedding uh, proposal rings because my dad proposed to her three times. And she was like, yeah, I'll think about it. <laughs> and they were leaving together and everything. And uh, man. He proposed with the, he had a, he had a different ring each time. Yeah. Each she's time. like, let's just she collect these rings. And she's just wearing all of them. She's just wearing all of them. She's like, the first time round, it was like a big, massive ring with a lot of like stones and whatnot. And I don't know how she got around to it. She kind of, I guess she said no, still kept the ring and they still continued as normal. I don't know how that went. To be <laughs> like, I have no idea. But then any time there was a party or something like that, my mum would, like my mum, would call me randomly well when I when I moved or would tell me in person when we were living together she's like oh me and your father we're going to we're going to get married I'm like mom yeah yeah come on yeah cool good for you but it was kind of a joke oh we're going to get married much like oh yeah we're going to divorce I was like yeah sure whatever and that one day uh, when I was already leaving here she did call me like for real for real she's like no no no, we're actually getting married we have the date and everything it was like oh my god what because they had their 20 years together anniversary and that's when my mom figured it's like yeah well all right <laughs> let's do it and yeah they got married 20 years after the beginning of the relationship and they have been married now for five years or six something like that so they've been together for like 26 years but the first 20 of them my mom was thinking about it <laughs> Just was thinking about it. <laughs> I was talking Sorry. to someone maybe two years ago, approximately, and it was a couple that I'd met at this event. The girlfriend wanted to, if I remember this correctly, I might have some of the details a little bit wrong, but it was something like this. The girlfriend wanted to get married. The boyfriend didn't think marriage was a big deal. Just being with the person is enough. You don't need to formalize it by signing papers or having a wedding and inviting all your friends and going through the whole thing. And the girlfriend wanted to have the wedding experience. <clears throat> and we're talking about this. And she said something to the effect of, well, number, she said something to the effect of promising to each other publicly in front of your friends, that this is what I'm promising to you for the rest of our lives is what it's it's important because it's it's a level of it shows that you're serious about it. it shows that you're serious about the relationship because you invited all these people you promised in front of them i'm going to love you and this and that you have your vows so on and so forth that's that shows something um yeah there's something like that that she said i can't remember exactly how she worded it but it's something like that and her and her boyfriend mm -hmm. didn't I didn't really know them that well, so we didn't get super deep into it, but it seemed like the boyfriend just didn't view it that way. Mm. I think it's so different for everybody. I don't know. For me, for example, I used to think that I was not the type for getting married. I was kind of like, God, oh, I don't care for that or something like that. But then, well, it's going to sound cliche, but when you meet the one and stuff, I mean, but... It kind of it sounds cliche and funny, but I think it's kind of it's true because for us it does just make sense because we do we live together, we share the house, we have our own shares of activities and stuff like that. So actually, getting married is a nice little ceremony that will change nothing afterwards. Like when we wake up this morning, we're just going to have the same life, and we want this life. We choose we're choosing this life, and hopefully, that's how we view it, and that's going to be forever. And why like. We might as well <laughs> get married because we are we should have far already. So did he propose, or did you just like yes. have one day like eating dinner and it's like, hey, what do you think about our marriage? Like, wouldn't it be practical, make sense? Hmm, yeah, it's a great idea. Oh, no, kind of both. 
I don't know, we, we've always talked about it and okay. we kind of started to call each other like husband and wife. We would do call each other husband and wife all the time. Or say like my husband and my wife. And but we did have like a nice proposal. I knew when it was going, I okay, I knew he kind of he wanted to make a surprise, but I kind of knew it's common with boys, I guess. <laughs> and um I I was coming back from Portugal and I was doing I actually knew it it was likely to happen because he was like, Oh, you need to be at this place at that time. It's very important. And I was like, okay, well that that's gonna be it. That's that's the moment that's <laughs> that's happening. So I like on the bus I did my makeup real quick in case there are pictures. <laughs> on the like moving bus just to make sure that I like look alright. And yeah, he did that last year. It's gonna be a year anniversary actually this uh this uh, January. So we've been bestowed for a year almost, and uh, um, it was in the on the central square. There were a bunch of people as well, and like they could all random people, strangers just from the street. And um, his good friend took pictures of us and stuff. It was like super sweet. And then he obviously sent. No, it was it's were really really sweet. But on the videos and the pictures, you can't see, you can't hear what he says. And I kind of prefer it this way because nobody will ever know what was said at that moment, except for me. Well, like, all these people, obviously. But <laughs> like on the video, it's like very windy. So you can't really hear what he's saying. That's kind of a little secret. I don't know. But... See, I can't talk about feelings normally because I'm like all blushy and smiley. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know it's kind of it's quite it was interesting because it's like a public proposal but also it was not all that public because it was in January so there were not as many people in the square as possibly could have been and it was kind of special and the next day we just continued as normal I guess mm. <laughs> I mean I I did uh get in touch with the wedding organizers which I should reply to them well reply to them but update them what is going to happen but I knew exactly who is going to organize our weddings and it's quite funny because our wedding organizers there are um there are two guys from Belarus I'm not sure if Belarus or Russia I don't want to miss country them accidentally but uh, they are a same-sex couple who went to Portugal and uh, found an agency of getting um, officially recognized marriages between same-sex couples eh, from Russia or from any other country. Well, from Russia, from Belarus, from Ukraine, from, and then by default from any other country. And since I was always thinking that I'm going to marry a girl, I kind of was following them, have been following them for five years. I really wanted that wedding. <laughs> Turns out I'm going to marry a guy. And I did text him. Was like, is that okay? Like, dear guys, it's can I marry a man with you? Is that okay? And they were like, well, obviously we don't discriminate. That's the whole point. No, mm -hmm. <laughs> but we're going to be the first different sex couple. Uh. <laughs> and it's a bit because I, I really wanted these ones in particular. They were professional. They help out a lot, and they have like pictures and stuff. So, yeah. I, I think on their promotion, we're going to look really weird. <laughs> hmm. You know, the parallel universe <laughs> that I had to like sheepishly ask. It's like, is, is that all right with you? Like, I, I really like your work. Could I please get married with you? Like, I, I'm just married to men. We're both queer. So we're, but it, we're technically a queer marriage because both of the parts of the marriage are queer, but we just happen to marry each other. We're a different sex, unfortunately, for you. <laughs> no, they they were right with that, obviously. But that's just weird. <laughs> Where's your fiance from? You said both of you aren't from Spain. No, he's from the UK. Hmm. Yeah. So both foreigners, and it kind of makes sense for me not to marry for the papers. It's kind of a running joke now because. Denmark wants to see that you're not marrying for the papers. They need to make sure that it's actually a marriage. Mm. But 
given the two of us, I'm like, well, that's pretty evident. <laughs> Both immigrants. Great. <laughs> Didn't do well in the papers department. None of us for well. Here we are. Everyone has a different wedding preference. Hmm. Wedding preferences, have... even. Hmm. Do you guys have any traditions that your cultures do? Or like weddings and stuff? I don't think I've ever seen a traditional Blackfoot wedding. Hmm. I've only um, been to kind of standard Western wedding with the um, dresses and the flowers and whatnot but i think hmm, i don't think there's too much that would be different indian weddings are notoriously long hmm. like we have many different pre-wedding events so like just because you're getting married in august or whatever month you'll have lots of events leading up to the actual wedding itself and then they're also known for being very big. So you, and you said earlier, I don't know if I want 50 people at my wedding. I have a friend who got married a few years back and at her wedding, I asked her, oh, how's your wedding? She said, it was good. We had a pretty small turnout. And I said, how many people? Oh, 300. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, 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 no. So like for her, in her mind, 300 was like a relatively small, small, a much smaller wedding. And for my my family here, like I think we've had hunt for a lot of my aunts and uncles I can think of, they had hundreds of people. Hmm. And for me, those were big weddings. Like hundreds yeah. of people at a wedding is huge. Um, my uncle, yeah, I've got lots of big wedding, big wedding stories. But hmm. so do you have to like buy a separate suit for them? Like separate sort of like dress for You mean for the bride and the groom? No, for for the guests. Like as a guest, you have to like chip into like get the wardrobe, obviously the present, and this kind of stuff. Chip in. Sorry, like do we have to chip in for? Well, I think I understood your question. Is it is it like? Are you sort of obliged to purchase like a whole new outfit for that, for example, or for the all oh, the I see, events? I see, I see, I see. Um, to be honest, I don't know because. I just wear whatever I'm told to wear. Like, like, oh, what we're going to this. What am I supposed to wear? Like Indian clothes, Western clothes. And then if they're Indian clothes, I'm not someone who pays attention to fashion hmm. or anything like that. So I just wear the couple outfits I have. I just put one of them on and then I show up. And then it's like, here I am. Because hmm. I don't know, it's quite popular recently in Europe to have like, well, in Russia, most so, I guess, but like to have like a themed wedding. Well, not necessarily a theme, but like color theme wedding, for example. So you have to like, in case of you being a girl, you have to buy a dress in that shade or that color that you probably like not never wear again. <laughs> so yeah, like I bet people coordinate outfits. So they, I'm positive people talk about it or things. I don't know what themed weddings, not sure about that, but. I just don't get involved in those kinds hmm. of conversations. Even, uh, I can't remember if I was telling you guys or someone else back in high school, I genuinely thought for years that my high school and my junior high for that matter had no drama. Hmm. Like I thought hmm. high school drama, no, my that's not a thing. What are you talking about? Or junior high school drama, what are you talking about? That doesn't exist because I just wasn't involved in it. Hmm. so I just thought no that doesn't happen what you call? <laughs> there's no drama there's no this and then as I got older I was like well there probably was and I just didn't know <laughs> yeah right so similar with nice. like these clothing things and like uh, I don't know probably <laughs> I'd say no but I'm probably way off base yeah because it it's like an, unless it's said on the on the invitation per se, I guess technically nobody is really obliged to do anything. I unless they... so. even yeah, I don't know. Like no, I guess no one would let me wear something completely ridiculous. It wouldn't be allowed. I'd be told. So I guess I've hmm. never. Yeah. 
I can't remember any themed weddings that I've been to, but I'm sure that there are people at the weddings that will talk with their friends and coordinate outfits hmm. and discuss it and talk about it. But I don't know about any, uh, I don't know if we've had any themed weddings in my family. Not that I could remember. Out of my best friends from Russia, I'm like kind of late to the party, I guess, because I already had plenty of weddings. Because in Russia, you get married really young, kind of hmm. th- like I'm almost 30 and that's already like a bit, not too late, but like later, I guess. Because I've had um, like most of my best friends from Russia, they're both married. And we had a both of them... Well, the first one did have a color. And I remember it being also winter wedding. So I had to like find the color. I was super annoying because none of the dresses would suit both season and the color. And I remember like just desperately running around like <laughs> to get the dress. I did get it. I did get it. And it was a good dress. But I remember the stress leading up to it and everything like that. But apart from that, I didn't know. We In Russia, there are a lot of traditions surrounding the wedding. And there are a lot of like traditional things that you would do. Uh, during the wedding, like for example, there is one where uh, the couple uh, is presented with a big loaf of bread, like a round loaf of well, it's, I don't know, round bread, uh, sometimes with some sort of like beautiful shapes on it or something like that. And in the mm-hmm. middle of the bread, there is a little bit of salt, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to, um, basically, it's either bite off or break the bread and whoever uh, and then um whoever has the bigger part is going to be the head of the family and whoever mm-hmm. has the smaller bar so and then you take the salt and you put the salt on the other and uh, you switch the breads like you're given the, the gift the the half of the bread that you want sort of to your uh to your like bride or groom and you need to take the salt and you need to put the salt on top of the bread because it's like, let it be the only, well, in English, you would say bitter or, or salty, actually. Salty is fine. It's like the only salty moment in your marriage. Mm. <laughs> so it's kind of like, that is the thing, which I kind of fancy doing. I think I, where just, even though it's going to be just the two of us, so it's like, okay, bring the bread. <laughs> Somebody bring the bread. We're going to figure the things out and solve the bread. I don't know. It's one we, of the many. We have a fun, a pretty funny ceremony. It's not really a ceremony. What am I saying? It's just a tradition um, where uh, the husband, so the the groom, his shoes will be stolen. Oh. <laughs> yeah, his shoes <laughs> will be, <laughs> they'll be stolen from by the uh, female sister so female sisters like sisters female cousins like female relatives i guess of the bride they will steal his shoes so he can't leave the wedding venue and eventually your shoes will be held ransom and you have to you have to convince them to give your shoes back and usually it's like a monetary bribe basically like you pay him off to get your shoes back and it's something that happens it's like every yeah every wedding it happens it's quite crazy because I don't know where it came from. It should be like praying the European. I don't know who 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 had, but we have the same thing about the. But it's not the groom; it's the bride. So they steal hmm. the shoe and then you need to buy the shoe off. But then they steal the bride at some point of the wedding. So basically, the grooms uh, on this big wedding, right? Um, the groom's task is a little bit to like be around his new wife at all times because at some point she will be kidnapped well not kidnapped physically obviously kidnapped. She, she will be like escorted to another room and there's this whole ceremony like the ceremony but like the super thing about them trying to like pay her <laughs> so that she reappears <laughs> and yeah I want none of that in, in Russia there is a lot of this little monetary gifts like for example not only have you brought a gift, but you also have kind of, well, on the sort of traditional weddings, you have to have like some loose change. Well, not change even, but like some loose bills on you, I guess, because there are going to be a lot of like games, I guess, where, for example, there is a game 
where there are two hats and one that says boy and one says girl. So whoever is going to be born first, you need to vote with money and stuff like that. Or like, for example, well, this the shoe thing, then the bride thing. Then there's like lots and lots of them. But nowadays, the modern brides, they kind of like specifically, whenever they have the wedding planner, like you specifically would say, please, no, not of that. <laughs> please, mm. please, none of that. Because it kind of, it's considered, now it's considered a little bit cringe, I guess. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm thinking of uh, different weddings I've been to. If I, I remember this one time I went to someone's wedding and it was someone I'd, I'd known in a more professional context. So I didn't really know her in a friend context, but she invited me to her wedding because we worked together very closely. But I just, I'd never seen her outside of, never seen her outside of work. And so I went to her wedding and it was, it was interesting to see number one, who was there. So like the types of friends she had, the types of people who were there. And it's like, oh, wow, look at this person. Like these are, this is not the personality of the of the type of people I would think would be at the wedding. And it was interesting to see her personality outside of a work context because she's really different outside of work context. So one of the things that was quite different was she's extremely religious, which I had no idea. Oh, wow. So, yeah, like extremely religious, which I just didn't, didn't know. So I was very surprised. I remember... I remember at some point in the wedding, like maybe they're giving their vows or something like that. They're the my friend, the wife, the bride. She was sharing the story of, um, she was basically telling the story of how, in their wedding, she said something like this. Of course, my husband's needs, the the something like the needs of the marriage come first. Oh well, actually no. Well, God of course come first, and they both nodded like, oh yes, God before us, then us, and then. And it was really interesting to hear that comment. I was like, wow, I've known you for all these years and this and that work together in this capacity, that capacity. I had no idea. You're extremely religious. Well, I had no idea. She had all these stories about how she was going to leave her husband. And they had these hard, she, she shared these like publicly, um, how they had a really rough time. And then she was actually going to leave him. And then God gave her a sign. And the sign was whatever oh, it was to stay in them to stay with him and they that's why they stayed together and i thought wow. oh that's... it was really interesting to see her in a completely different context than what i'm was used to seeing her her in that could be quite shocking i guess because at the end of the day whenever like you're used to it's a, it's a good thing you used to kind of like one personality of the person when the way they behave mm. professionally something like that and then accidentally turns out that they're like they have like a completely different shades to them. Some I don't know the religious part. That's, a, that's actually pretty interesting because um, there's a um. Do you know see him? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you do. So uh, she teaches French, obviously, but she mm -hmm. also does some video work for me. So she comes mm -hmm. to my house every two weeks, mm -hmm. and she um, she we we basically meet up and she'll like record certain. She'll record me talk about different topics. She sets up like lighting, sets up the camera. Mm. She'll like be kind of like a mini producer basically. And will tell me like, oh, that's so cool. Like, Hey, like you should start that video with this kind of sentence. That'll probably get, that'll probably hook people like, Oh, good idea. Right. Sometimes she'll like, anyway, she helps me make micro content for social media. And, um, she comes, she comes to my, to my house here now. <laughs> just, I just saw her yesterday or, uh, yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. I just saw her and she's telling me like, it's so in interesting because she told me that I'm I select my words carefully and I'm pretty serious and I, I speak slowly and blah, blah. But in my house with my sister, I'm completely different. And like if if you're in my house, I'm probably not gonna try to act normal just because you're in my house. I'm probably gonna act that's how I act. And with my sister, we make noises like <laughs> like noises like no i'm not exaggerating we just make noises like i'll go Ooh. i'll go like ha and then she'll copy me or like she grabs my head and we she says the most ridiculous things and i copy her and then she copies me and then it's like a game so she has this game where and i think we both know she's disabled you guys know that right hmm. yeah so she's disabled she has this game where she grabs my head and she like shakes my head around and she wants me to scream ah, i want to drink 
And I have to like say that really loud with a high pitched voice. And then she copies me and he's like, really, it's just ridiculous. Um, and it's just, or to like stomp my feet around the house and pretend to be a lion and like crawl on all fours and like go pretend to eat her leg. And she thinks it's funny and then she'll chase me. Yeah, just like completely ridiculous. And like, or like one time, like my, my sister is leaving and I was like literally in the middle of the video or I was just about to start a video. I was like, see him wait one second. She's like, what? And I was like, got up, I left. And I was like, <laughs> and my sister copied and then I, and then she left. I came back, all right, ready to go. And she's like, okay. That's completely normal. I don't like, know. In my mind, I... that's completely like, yeah, like 30 no, seconds. No, but that, that's what the house is for. I don't know. I, in the comfort of my own home, I don't know. I talk to my cat all the time. Speaking of, give me one second. I just need to leave. Yeah, yeah, sure. sure. Green. Yeah, go. One yeah, second. Go ahead. I hear that. Um, yeah, I think I relate to that too. Just kind of having different personalities with different um, kind of settings. Kind of reminds me a lot of, um, I have like different people in my life that I kind of have different personalities towards, mm. you know, with my friends, I act a certain way. To my mother I act a certain way with my um whoever else I act a certain way and one of the most difficult things for me is when they all get together and I have to like figure out how to act because I'm like wait I'm like a different person to all of these groups what how am I gonna be now I think the worst that um it happened was hmm at my or not the worst but an interesting example is my graduation party that you came to had so many different people there from various different aspects of my life not all you know different aspects but so many of them came together you know with um kind of my black feet side of ceremony with work family friends and it all kind of that was like the first time they all like blended together and it was so strange <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it, that's why I don't want a big wedding. Like, mm. I, uh, precisely that's why, because I sometimes host like a bigger birthday parties. I, uh, I just need to figure out how to like, well, who am I? Because I have no idea. Because <laughs> I need to pretend to be all those different people at the same time. I don't know. I can relate that's to why. that too. Except for me, it's more. I would say, probably it's more family. And well, hmm, I can relate. Let's just say I can relate because definitely with my family, um, I act differently than I do with non-family. Hmm. Um, but it's it's a little different now, to be quite honest. I'm a little bit. It's a bit. They're they're closer now because I yeah. It's a long. It's a very long story actually, but. Um, but now they're a little bit closer, but still, I still feel sometimes when there's people from different groups that, that mix, sometimes it's a bit different. It's a bit difficult to know how to act. Not because I'm mm. a completely different person with every single person. It's not really the case. Um, I'm probably relatively the same person with everyone, but I just, I guess I feel a little bit different with different, mm. um, with different people, something like that. It's hard to, hard to explain really, but you guys, it seems like you guys can relate, so. Yeah. yeah. No, it felt, definitely feels different. And definitely, I don't know. For example, now I, I have two jobs. So I have a teaching job, like I work for you, Catherine, and then I work in the shop. And they're completely two different characters. Like my, my boss from the shop probably thinks of me differently. Although, nah, they probably know how weird I am and outside. <laughs> In a sense that, like, they, they've seen me sometimes, like, outside the shop when I just, like, drop the mask and go home. <laughs> there is a switch happening. But apart from that, for example, my customers, I guess, if they ever see me outside, they would not necessarily... Well, obviously, I have a customer service voice. I have, like, kind of, like, customer service mannerisms and this kind of stuff. And I drop them. The moment I close the doors to the shop, they're, like goodbye that's never gonna <laughs> hmm. never gonna be the case again hmm. and i don't know it's kind of like with and with friends from different jobs i kind of i do think i have a little bit of a different attitude 
like if it's my friend from from a job unless we become really really close and personal I still will behave I guess a certain way that I would like it, there is a certain pattern of behavior I guess that hmm. I did become very very close with some of the people from my jobs I must say and then it goes beyond then then I let out the weird <laughs> it's yeah. a bit more hmm. see for example as we did do this podcast like it don't necessarily behave teacher Catherine one hundred percent because like we just talk about random topics and we can be ourselves and stuff like that. So it's a little bit cracking the boundary, <laughs> letting the weird out a little bit more. <laughs> For me, with some of my, it's funny because all of my friends are like very different from each other. Like my top. Or I think my five closest friends are would I don't think any of them like really know each other. And if they do, I don't even think they really like each other. Hmm. Um, because all of my generally a lot of my friends have very different personalities, and then I kind of just form to whatever they are in a sense. Um, like with my roommates, whenever I talk to them, most of the time we're discussing something science related like we're talking about entropy or talking about the big bang or something like philosophical um or another friend we talk about nothing like that we just sit in silence and play video games um and sometimes it's really difficult when they like combine and i have to like mix between having this deep philosophical topic while also playing video games or if that makes sense you know there's this kind of different hmm. variation of what i talk yeah. about um like some friends, different contexts as well no yeah, it's like kind of... different contexts but also just what like a general field of what we talk about like one friend the general field is um like gossiping or just talking about whatever going whatever's going on in life another is just talking about abstract ideas and others just just kind of sitting there just taking in the vibes yeah i think i can relate to that i think my closest friends are the people who are versatile enough to have been through the phases of all of that like a close close friend to me would be when we start talking beyond our genuine like our general context and we just become I don't know, all of my close friends, they have been through been through a lot with me though. So they've seen me in every possible state. I've seen them in or every possible state. And uh, we've talked about we've talked about serious things, we've talked about like silly things. And I think to me also when the silence is comfortable with a person is very important to me. When I can genuinely come to somebody's house. And there are not too many people who are like that and just sit around and we just let literally sit together and do nothing <laughs> or, or like play video games or well not necessarily play video games because i am not too much in that but something like like you mm. saying but i don't know watch memes together or like watch stupid videos or watch a film but it's a bad film that's not we, we didn't like necessarily the film is not the objective of the communication but it's just something random hmm. and i don't know these moments to me are are kind of a hallmark of the fact that the friendship has evolved into something deeper hmm. i guess so i don't have many friends like that but the ones that i do like uh, these are like the friends greatest <laughs> hmm. All my closest friends are ones I've known for many years. Hmm. My closest friend, I've known him, my longest friend, rather. Probably, I think I've known him for, so, okay, wait, bit of a tangent. Can someone help me figure out how old I am? I've been, <laughs> if I'm, wait, am I 30 or 31? I actually don't know, who, I think I'm 31. I think I just, <laughs> yeah, I'm 31. No, that I'm not 30, I'm 31. 
I've told That's I've told people two relatable. Days, last few days I've told different people 30 and 31. And I genuinely couldn't figure it out. No, I'm 31. I am 31. Okay, good. Sorry. <laughs> so I've known him first. I've known him for 19 years. There we go. Oh wow. I've known him for 19 years. With lots of different experiences together. I've seen him go through a lot. Um, my other really close friend I've known for uh 13 years, another one for about about 14 maybe 14 maybe 15 years another one for like 10 years nine ten years um like these people i've known for a very 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 long time like mm -hmm. many 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 years um mm -hmm. yeah i'd say my oldest friends that i still am in contact with are the people that i've kind of gone to school with in Cup Bank as I've only been to school there since seventh grade and I never really um kept in contact with the other friends that I made in like Billings or Las Vegas when I lived there and so all of my kind of close friends are known since how long ago was seventh grade 2017 to 2024 what is that um seven years 2017 oh. you were in middle wait sorry you're in middle school in 2017 yeah that's so crazy yeah feeling that old sounds weird to, to see, because yeah. it sounds so strange like I was an adult and like working in like, school yeah me. oh relatable oh mine I think my closest friend and like the longest friend we've known each other for some crazy amount like 25 years or something like that because, well, not 25, 20, 20, at least 20. I can't count really well. But we met each other when we were six. Oh. And I'm now 29. So that means um, 23 years, I think. If... Yeah, that, that's how bad am I <laughs> at work. I always use the calculator. Even if it's like minus one, I literally always like horrible <laughs> people look at me sometimes it's like such an easy mm, little operation and i just and um yeah we've, we've known each other since we were both six well maybe she's a she's a bit younger than me but a couple of months only and uh, we do speak quite often she's back at home but not back in russia i mean but for example today i just uh um recorded a little video for her mom's birthday because like we're already family at this point like we our moms know each other I know her grandparents her grandparents essentially like sometimes invite me to her house to, to their house and uh like it's all the whole family knows each other my family knows her as well my mom my dad knows her my grandma knows her everybody does so yeah but we've been through every possible thing. And it's really funny how I remember her both saying, like, I don't know, crying about boys or stuff like that when we were like, well, not children, but like teenagers or whatnot. And then also fast forward, I remember her getting married. <laughs> like I have the both. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, I'll never find anyone. It's like fast forward and then here we are. <laughs> Pretty much you did. That was a lie, wasn't it? But yeah. And this is the person that I, at some point of my life, when I was working multiple jobs and stuff in back in Russia, this is literally the friend that I could go to her place, literally sleep and go away. <laughs> hmm. That was the hangout. Because we would just like start watching something or start like doing something and it would just like be so tired so fall asleep and it's normal like nobody was offended no i mean it's a kind of a friend that i could literally go to her house to like sleep <laughs> and i don't know that's very precious to me <laughs> i had a childhood friend who uh we lost touch after high school but we weren't friends after that um but he I don't know if you guys can relate to this or not, but he was a he was someone we're really, really close friends from a very young age. And to this day, that's someone that I will think about, even though I, we lost touch in high school. Unfortunately, he passed away. Uh, passed mm -hmm. away very young. 
uh, very tragic and very bit of a dark story, to be frank. We, we don't really need to go there, but and he's, he passed away. And yeah, I knew him growing up and he's still someone to think about today. He's still someone who I think he impacted me quite a bit growing up, like a mm -hmm. lot of formative. I have a lot of um, a lot of stories with him growing up that if I had to guess, probably impacted how I grew up and how I became. So I'll, I'll give some examples like he. Um, uh, so he when he, oh, I have so many stories with him, like here's one of the most interesting ones when he was. Um, I think 14 or so he moved to Mexico with his family and that he spent approximately a year. If I remember, if I remember correctly in Mexico, that year that he spent in Mexico, you could turn, you could, that story could be turned into a movie. In fact, I've actually wondered if it has been turned into a movie because I've seen a true movie that literally sounds exactly like what he told me. Have you guys seen the movie, the sound of the sound of freedom? I've heard of it. That movie, if you ever guys ever watch it, is literally like all those stories. I'm like, oh, I've, I've, I've seen that. I've heard this already. I know this story. Like I've heard this. So basically what he did was move to Mexico. He worked, you, he volunteered in what's called a secret orphanage. So the head of this nonprofit organization used to, it was related to a car, a high level cartel member. Oh, the wow. head of this organization, this, the head of whoever this head was, he, did, he decided he, he didn't want to be part of the cartels anymore. And so he would go guns a-blazing into hotels where they had children who'd been kidnapped from their families for sex slave purposes, all sorts of nefarious things. Who knows what they're doing? And he would go guns a-blazing and would go and rescue the kids from these hotels, take them to these secret orphanages where my friend and his family would volunteer and they would look after these kids. The secret orphanages had bars on the windows. They had armed guards outside, guard dogs. My friend couldn't leave the compound without, without security. Um, he had, I remember, I wish I had access to my MSN messenger chats because I would love to go see the chats I had with him because there were times where he would say like, hey, crap, got to go blackout. Blackout means you heard gunshots. You got to black out your door, block out your windows, lights off. Go on, don't go in the basement, lock everything because you don't know who's in the area. You need to make, make it look like you're not home. You saw nothing. He has stories of like this guy who ran the charity or the whatever nonprofit. He would like come to the orphanage with like stab wounds and stuff. And his mom, or was his mom? It might have been his mom or maybe someone else. I can't remember. Would literally like patch him up in the, like would duct tape his wound. Then he'd go to a hospital to get a sewn up and things like that. Like crazy stories that you hear mm -hmm. from, that you'd see like in the movies. And so, like, I got to hear about these stories through him, and I was like, what the, what are you doing? That sounds, I, I can't even picture it. So then when he came back, the, one of the reasons why we lost touch is because he was a grade, at least a grade below me when he came back. Yeah. And so I never saw him in classes, and it was, we just sort of lost touch. Um, wild, wild. I saw him as an adult. I had to confirm the stories. I was like, Am I remembering these right, or did you actually do this? And he's like, "No, that, yep, this is what happened." He told me again. I was like, "Whoa!" Things like that. Lots of stories of him. Like we had a deal. He was really good at art, but he mm -hmm. couldn't read or write very well. He had a he had a syndrome. He had to wear these uh, glasses. He had what's called Erlen syndrome. I don't really understand it, but if he looked at things with fluorescent lights, he'd like puke. He'd get nauseous mm -hmm. and puke and such. So he'd wear these colored glasses. They'd be like purple or red or pink or whatever colors. And he'd wear them even in class. Look like he had sunglasses. Mm -hmm. um, so he couldn't read very well. I wasn't good at writing, but he's very hyper creative, really good at his hands, really good at art. When he was two, he took apart, uh, I think it was two, his parents walked into a room and he'd taken a screwdriver and taken apart an alarm clock. And like it was all like laid out in the room. So like we had this deal where if we had assignments, I would basic, I don't remember if I would do it for him or if I would help him. I don't remember. I might have done, I don't know, but we would do a trade where the artistic part of assignments, he would help me at a minimum and the writing part, I'd help him. But I think he would probably do the artistic part for me. And I think I would do the writing part for him. Like, I think we just did it. We just traded work off, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah, so many like stories like that. And 
and like mm. I think that probably was like the foundation like when I was in school I learned that um if you had a worksheet and there's 20 questions on the worksheet what you do and I think I probably got this from my friend most maybe possibly what I would do mm. is I do I pick like I'd go near the end of the worksheet pick a hard question do that question and then trade that question's answer for the other for other questions on the worksheet from the smart people in the class i'd be like hey do you have question two i've got number 17 want to trade and they'd look at 17 and be like they were never at 17 because they work from the question number one they don't work on question 17 that's at the end right who goes to the end like wow you're at 17 already they flip through oh yeah that's a hard question he's got the answer for that sure so i'd give them 17 they give me question one i go to another smart person hey give me question two if i give you 17 mm -hmm. they go yeah sure and then, and then sometimes you can trade other questions. You might go like, they, they don't want 17, but because you've asked a smart person for number seven, like, okay, what about number seven? You want to trade number seven? They go, oh, I've got a number seven. Yeah, sure. So you trade, so you get like 60% of your worksheet done by doing one question. Hmm. And just kind of trading it along. Yeah, you trade the questions. I think I, I, think I probably, I, don't, I, I feel like Mark was the first time, my friend was the first time that I like, had that like learned about trading work you know <laughs> learned how to barter yeah you barter schoolwork hmm. i used to I, do that i used to barter schoolwork trying to think if i've ever done that barter schoolwork mm -hmm. It's funny now that I've like been out of school for well, I'm still in school, but out of um secondary school for what is it now? Um six, seven, eight months. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like I've already forgotten the experience of high school. I mean, I still remember, but I don't really remember many specifics. I just remember going to school and then just kind of spacing out for seven hours until I got to come home. And then that was school for me. That's hilarious. <laughs> nice. But yeah, you're to wrap up today's podcast a little bit faster than usual. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I've got, uh, I just have more meetings and stuff today than usual. Hmm. But uh, I think Catherine's already stepped away to do something, so that's fine. But uh, thanks for listening, everyone, and watching, everyone. I'll see you guys next time. <laughs>